Tonight's series, or this month's series, we entitled it, Seasons Change, But God Doesn't. I love that. Seasons change, but God doesn't. Our verse for this series is, is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13 and verse 8. Paul writes these words and he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You need to hold on to that. You need to hold on to that. And so this month, we're going to be looking at how God doesn't change in, in many areas uh, within our lives that we can see that God remains the same. We find ourselves this month moving into a new season. Someone shout, thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to leave this heat behind. <laughs> Man. You know, one of my favorite seasons is the fall season. Usually, usually it brings uh, some good weather. You know, I don't, I don't mind the rain. You know, I just want it to be like 60 degrees. That's all I want. 60 every single day. But we get into a new season this month, and many of us find ourselves moving into different seasons in many areas of our lives. Many parents find themselves getting into a different season. Maybe it was last month or this month. I know for our school it was today. Uh, a new school year. That's a new season, right? So many, so many uh, uh, parents are excited. So many kids are afraid. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's big, you know, getting the kids to wake up early again. That's a big deal, right? Getting them to, to get up uh, uh, when, you, when you need them to get up and get ready and get their lunch ready uh, and, and, and do it without whining. <laughs> That's a task. And doing all this before you even head to work yourselves. There's a lot of preparation involved a lot of different emotions that are taking place in that home during the new school season. Maybe there's a little more arguments taking place in the home. There's a little, there's a little more uh, uh, tantrums being thrown. And then there's the kids. <laughs> Two of our four kids are moving into a big new season in their lives. One of our, 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 our oldest is moving into her senior year in high school. Senior year in high school. I can't believe it. I officially feel old today. I know I already look old, but I, now I feel it. <laughs> one, so one is going to senior year in high school. The other, out of the four, uh, is going into kindergarten. Can you believe it? A senior in high school and then a kindergartner. And that isn't even the youngest that we have. Pray for us, please. <laughs> it's a new season in their lives. I was with my, with my kindergartner today as, I, uh, uh, as they were beginning their, 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 their first school day. And I was looking at his face, and all I can see is, is this kid does not know what's going to happen. 
And this is, the, this is the boy that I always tell you, you know, he asks a million questions. He always has questions for everything. And, you know, one thing I noticed about him is that he just, wants, he just wants to know what's going on. And I can see it all over his face in kindergarten today. He just wants to know what's going to happen. <laughs> what's going to take place today? You need to tell me, Mom. You need to tell me, Dad. I need to be informed because I feel that if he's informed, he's more at peace. And you can see it all over his face that he didn't know what to expect. It's a new season for him. Maybe it's a new season for you. Maybe you started a new job. Maybe you recently moved. You relocated. Maybe you recently got married. Maybe you recently had a baby. How many know that that is definitely a new season in your life, right? Pastor was mentioning a, a couple of, of, of uh, men on our worship team. Their wives uh, just gave birth to, to, to uh, uh, some, some babies, and, and they're excited, I'm sure. But I'm sure that it is a big change for them as well. For one, for one uh, of them, uh, it's, their, it's their first child. That's a... That's a new season for your life. It's big. For another one of them, they had twins. That's a new season in their life. We know that, that, that these children are a blessing from God, but it's a lot of work. How many can say amen to that? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money, right? <laughs> All these seasons that we experience in our lives. Us, if we could think all the way back to when we were a kid. All the way back. Being a child. And then the season of becoming a teenager. And then the season of becoming a young adult. And then the season of becoming a I guess, regular adult. <laughs> and then the season where you're getting, where you become an adult that gets discounts at Denny's. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't get them yet. But I'm looking forward to them. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash in on all these discounts that the world has to offer for <laughs> that age group. <laughs> The seasons of our lives, those seasons of our youth, they don't seem too far away, don't they? I'm sure you can, you can think right now very vividly of those days, those seasons of your youth. And how, and how different life seemed. How different your perspective was. You could think of so many memories right now so vividly like it was yesterday. But they were years back. It was a season in our lives. And as everything seems to be changing around us, some things get more clear, some things for us get a little more foggy. We can rest assured that our Lord Jesus Christ does not change. He does not change, church. And this is what we're going to be talking about this month. 
how he, the Bible says, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change, even though we may go through seasons in our lives, even though uh, they may seem like they're lasting forever, even though it seems like, how am I going to move on from this season? Uh, God does not change, amen? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is with you, and he is protecting you, and he is caring for you, and he loves you. What are some of those things that do not change about God? All I can think about is mercy. Oh, his mercy does not change, doesn't it? His love, his love for you and I does not change. His forgiveness does not change. You ask God to forgive you your sins. God, I come to you repenting. Forgive me. He will still forgive you even in 2022. His compassion does not change. His faithfulness does not change. His promises do not change for you and I. And many more that we can list of things where God does not change. And the fact that he does not change, that needs to bring security and that needs to bring peace inside your life. Because how many know that in a world of, of things that just keep changing, you lose that security. You lose that peace. But when you think on the goodness of God and how, how, and how he doesn't change, it brings security into our lives and it brings peace. When we accept Jesus Christ into our lives and our hearts, we became part of the family of God. We begin to see the supernatural power of God at work in our lives as he began this amazing transformation in you and I from a person that was lost and had no purpose now going to a person that is making choices to honor God. You weren't making choices like that before. You were making decisions based upon what you thought was best for you. And now you're making decisions to honor God. Live, choosing to live life with hope and with joy. Also, in becoming a child of the Most High, we experience victories, don't we? How many of you have experienced triumphs in your life because of living a life for God? You've experienced success in your life. You've experienced celebration, rejoicing, the Israelites had many such experiences. I want you to turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 6. Joshua, chapter 6. Here we find the Israelites coming fresh out of a victory. The Lord had just stopped I want you to grasp this. The Lord had stopped the Jordan River to allow them to walk through. The Bible says that the Jordan River, at the time, it was during the days of its bountiful time of the year. When the river was, when the river was, was, was plentiful in water, and the Israelites, to get 
in order to, to get to where they were headed, they had, to, they had to cross the Jordan. So God stopped the flow of the river. I want you to picture this. I want you to try to imagine this. He stops the flow of the river. The Bible says that when he stopped the water, the water that was stopped became like a wall. It became like a wall, and they were able to walk through on dry ground. Can you imagine that? This is, this is one of those stories that we may just read and then just, oh, that was cool, and let's move on to the next one. But do you really understand, can you really grasp what took place? Can you imagine their, their, their thoughts in seeing this? Can you imagine what you would think? I know I would be like, I would just be in awe. You know, I was shocked to see a couple of waters change on the pulpit the other day. Can you imagine seeing a river stop and stand up like a wall? So here we find them coming straight out of this victory. And we find ourselves in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1. And it says this, it says, Now the gates of Jericho, where they were headed, were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. Well, of course, they heard all the things that God was doing for them. They heard, they heard about, you know, the, the, the Jordan River being stopped for them to pass through and many other things that took place in their lives on their, on their journey to Jericho. And it says, no one was allowed to go out or in of Jericho. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its kings and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, carrying, each carrying a ram's horn on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and all the people can charge straight into the town. I titled this message tonight, the walls must fall down. The walls must fall down. And this is what God is, was doing for the Israelites. And it is no different in our lives this evening. God is going to break down walls. He's going to break down walls of the opposition because how many you know that when you're serving God, there's going to be opposition? Amen? When you're worshiping the King of Kings, there's going to be opposition. Why? Because we have an enemy. We have an enemy that does not want to see this take place. And we know that we are in a spiritual battle, the Bible says. 
And the enemy is not going to just sit down and let us do whatever we want to do in serving God. He's going to try to oppose. And so we need God to break down walls. We need, we need those walls of Jericho in our lives to come down. And God is telling us this evening that those walls, oh my goodness, those walls in your life that you are facing right now, those walls that you are going to face as a family, those walls that you are going to face as a church, those walls that you are going to face uh, uh, as, as the body of Christ, uh, we are going to see those walls come down. We are going to see those walls come crashing down right in front of our very eyes. And on the way there, we're going to see some partings of the sea as well. You're going you're, you're to walk through areas. Uh, uh, there's going to be a way where there was no way before. That's what God's going to do in your life. That's what God's going to do for us. Remember what brought creation into existence. What was it? It was the words of God. God's very words brought forth creation. It was not a big explosion, as some may tell young kids in school. You can't have perfection from an explosion. It's impossible. I work in the gas industry, and never, ever, ever has anything good come from an explosion. But God created it through his very words. He spoke it into existence. He breathed life into you and I. And if God's words can create something from nothing, then most certainly his words can bring down a wall. Most certainly he has the power to bring down anything that might stand in the way of the body of Christ. Isaiah 55 verse, verse 11 says, my word, my word, the Lord's word, will accomplish all I want it to do. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Oh, let that be some good news for you and I tonight. That whenever, whenever you speak the words of God, it is going to be prosperous. It is going to, it is going to complete and, and do what it has purpose to do. His word will not come back void, in other words. The first point I want to look at tonight is this, is obedience matters. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, obedience matters. See, it was the supernatural power of God that brought down the wall of Jericho. Don't forget that. But God used this opportunity to teach the Israelites a lesson in obedience and trusting in him. Matthew records when Jesus calmed the sea while in a boat with the disciples in Matthew 8, 27. And it says, the disciples were amazed when Jesus calmed the sea he said the disciples were amazed and they said, who is this man? Who is he that even the winds and waves obey him? 
Who is he? I've never seen this kind of power before. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. No one can do this. Who is he? I believe this is important for us to understand. See what the, what the disciples were witnessing was the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty. What, is, what, is, uh, what does that word mean, sovereignty? It means supreme reign. That he has supreme reign over everything. That even the winds and waves obey him. He reigns over everything. The same way the waves and the winds obey him, is this, it's the same way he wanted the Israelites to learn through obedience. It's also the same, the same thing that he seeks for you and I, is to learn through obedience. That God does have supreme reign. That he is over everything. And that if we are going to see his blessings in our lives, then we need to obey. See, if not for obedience, they would have never experienced such a victory in their lives. Jesus' words are recorded in Luke 11, verse 28. And he says these words, he says, blessed are those, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. What is he saying there? He's saying blessed are those not only who hear the word of God, but blessed are those who obey the word of God. See, because anyone can hear, even an unbeliever can hear, but it's a matter of obeying. It's a matter of applying it into our lives. Are we going to listen? Are we going to, to do what God is asking us to do? The task at hand for the Israelites was a task that seemed pretty far-fetched. You mean that we're going to walk around this city and we're going to play some trumpets, and we're going to shout, and these walls are going to come down? Really? I mean, I can think of some other ways of doing this, and this would never, ever be one of the ways that I would come up with. You could only imagine the things that were going through their minds. But God called them to be obedient. When God spoke to Joshua, Joshua had a choice. He could have said, no way. I'm not having my people do this. This is crazy. This doesn't even make any sense. Joshua had a decision to make. And we know what took place. Joshua was obedient. Even in those times when we don't understand, church, God is just asking us to be obedient. Even in those times when we, when we think that, we should, that, that it should be done a different way, God is just calling us to be obedient. 
Even if you don't like the person who's saying it, God is just calling you to be obedient. See, it's a matter of our hearts. This is what God looks at. And this is, this is what others do not see. And what God is, 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 is trying to, to, to mend and, and, and repair and fix is our hearts. And he does this in the area of obedience. The Bible says blessed. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. What does that mean to be blessed by God? That means to be favored by God. How many of you want to be favored by God? Oh, yes, yes we do. We really, we really want God's favor in our lives. See, but favor with God is, only comes through you being obedient. An obedient child is highly favored, aren't they? Yes, you have a child that's obedient. They're highly favored by you. Why? Because they're listening to what you're saying. You're not saying things because you want to be mean. You're not saying things because you don't want them to have a good time. You're saying things for their well-being. And so a child that is, that is obedient to you, they receive also, they, they, they also, uh, besides uh, experiencing the good that comes from listening to your parents, but they also experience favor. It's no different for you and I as adults. When we listen to God, we experience his favor in our lives. Many times, many times we may be acting not in accordance to how God wants us to behave. Many times we are disobedient. Isn't there many times in those church? Yes, I, I know I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of being disobedient. And I know, I know that I'm not alone here. And I think, God, oh, forgive me. God, forgive me for being, for, being such, for being such a hard head and not doing things your way and not, just, and not just submitting to your will but wanting to try to make sense of it and then move. But God is so merciful. Remember one of those things that does not change about God is his mercy. So obedience matters in our lives. Number two, follow God even if it seems impossible. Follow God even if it seems impossible. Is there anything in your life that you are facing today that you have labeled as impossible? Maybe it's that healing You've gave it the label of impossible. It's not going to happen. How is it going to happen? It's impossible. Maybe it's your marriage. It's, it's not going to work out. This is impossible. Maybe it's salvation for an unsafe family member, a loved one. It's impossible. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's some financial struggles in your life. It can't get any better. This is impossible. Maybe it's, new, maybe it's you not liking where you work. How am I going to find a good job that I actually like doing? It's impossible. And we give, the, we give uh, things in our lives this label, and we call it impossible. 
And no wonder why we get so frustrated. No wonder why we get so defeated when we face these things because we already gave it a label of impossible. We've already said in our heads that this cannot be done. God cannot fix this. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 15 says on on the seventh day, the Israelites got up up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. See, for the past six days, they marched around the city one time each day as the Lord had commanded them to do. On the seventh day, they marched around the town as they had done before. But it says this, it says, but this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priest sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you this town. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns in verse 20, they shouted as loud as they could. And suddenly, the Bible says, the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. They did what the Lord commanded them to do, and they saw God move. They experienced that God was true to his promise. God kept his word. They marched 13 times in a matter of seven days around the town. They blew the trumpets, made a loud shout, and those walls came down. Why? Because at the words of God and at the power of supernatural power of God, they must fall down. They have no choice. Those walls didn't have a choice. Why? Because when God speaks, things happen. I told you what happened earlier. When God spoke, what happened? Creation came to be. When God spoke, everything we see came to be. By the words of God, how many of you are speaking those words into your life? How many of you are speaking those words into into that season in your life? Maybe you're going into a new season. You need to speak the supernatural power of God over that area in your life. Maybe you don't know where God is taking you, but you know The Bible says that he is working everything out for your good. So you know that wherever he's taking you, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. I can only imagine once again the amazement of the Israelites on their faces in seeing the walls of Jericho come crashing down after they gave a loud shout. Talk about having your faith stirred. What if the Israelites said, you know what? On the seventh day, I think 
you know, I think five times is good enough. I know he said seven times, but man, you know, we're tired. I mean, we've been doing this for the past seven days now. One time each day, you know, like, come on, can we, can we catch a break? I can't, I can't take any more of this. I don't know if I'm really, I'm really, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really up for this one. Just not feeling it today. Maybe you walked in this place tonight, you say, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm just not feeling it. Maybe you walked in and you were not, maybe you're not feeling good health-wise. You need a miracle from God to, to give you, to give you a, a, a renewed strength tonight. Man, I'm telling you, you just, you just do what God has called you to do, and you just be obedient, and God is going to give you everything that you need. He's going to give you everything that you need. You think every, you think every time that, 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 that one of the pastors comes up here and speaks that we just had a marvelous day that day? You know, everything, everything just went just smooth and there was no bumps in the road and no one, no one, no one called them any crazy names. <laughs> no one told them off. Their kids were just perfect little angels that day, all day long, because God knew they were going to preach that, that night or that morning. The kids just got ready you know, it's, wow, it's a miracle. These kids just got ready. Oh, I, you know what? I think it's because they knew I was going to preach today. <laughs> Some of you might think that. That's the funny thing. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that even in those times when we feel like we can't do it, God always supplies what we need. He always gives us more than enough. It isn't, it isn't even just enough. This is what amazes me about God. It isn't even just enough. Those days when I, when I, when I know that I'm going to be preaching and I'm thinking like, where am I going to get this strength from? Because I, 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 I'm not feeling it today. And God gives me more than enough, more than enough strength. Where, where, where people may not even realize the kind of days that I had, but it's only God. And God uses you in the same way. I know he does. I know he does. That when you just walk in obedience and you listen to his voice and you, and you tune out the enemy's lies and deception and you, and you choose to listen to God's voice, oh, God gives you everything that you need. He blesses you like no one else can. If they wouldn't have listened, the outcome would have been quite different. God would have still loved them, but they would have missed out on a victory that day. You know, it's so important to follow directions, isn't it? It is. We need to follow directions. How many of you ever built something, maybe like some furniture, maybe you, know, maybe, uh, maybe you built a bunk bed for your kids and you had some extra screws? How does that make you feel about building a bunk bed for your kids and you find out that you have extra screws after you're done? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sit well. Maybe you just, you know, hide them in the drawer and think, all right, no one's going to notice. Please, God, keep them safe. 
Or you're like me, and you look at every nook and cranny on that bunk bed and make sure that, there isn't, that you don't see any holes in that wood or in that metal that there should be a screw in. What does that do when you find those extra screws? Well, it makes you, it makes you not at peace, doesn't it? It makes you worried. It makes you concerned. All right, what happened here? Well, you, were, you probably weren't following directions. You probably missed a step. You know, even though there was, you know, 358 steps, you have to follow each one where you're going to have extra screws at the end. I was going to say, you're going to be screwed up. <laughs> the things that go through my head. It's so important to follow directions. There's peace that God wants to give you and I when we follow directions. 1 Corinthians 14, says, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. God is not a God of disorder, but he is a God of peace. What does that mean? That means that God is a God that wants us to follow directions. He's a God of order. He's a God that says, look, there is a way that I want you to do this. There is a way that you are going to see my blessing in your life, but you need to follow directions. And he says, when you do that, you will experience my peace. If you want to experience God's peace in your life, then you need to follow directions. Turn to him and tell him, follow directions. Lastly here is that when we listen, we can hear God speaking to us. Isn't that so profound? <laughs> that when, you know, we, could, we can hear God when we listen. That's like breaking news. We can hear God when we listen. Well, of course. Of course. If you listen to anything, then you're going to hear it. But you have to pay attention. See, we must give God our undivided attention. What does that mean? That means that we must not multitask while conversing with the Lord. God wants our attention. Why? Because he knows that you don't want to miss out on any steps that he has for you. Those 358 steps, he doesn't want you to miss not one. Because every one of them has purpose. Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. We need God's guidance. We need to recognize God's voice. As the worship team comes forward this evening, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. They hear it. My people, they hear my voice. And they follow it. Not only do they hear me, but they know it's me because they recognize my voice. Because we've had many conversations before. This isn't the first time around. And not only do they recognize me, 
but they listen. They obey. They follow directions. We need this in our lives. If we are going to avoid life's pitfalls and, 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 all, and all of these, these, these uh, uh, situations of disappointments and hurt, then we need to recognize the voice of God. See, we serve the one true God who does not change. He doesn't change, church. Even though situations change all around us, our attitudes change like crazy, don't they? They keep changing. Pastor Richard spoke an awesome message this past Sunday on anger. How many times do we get angry? Our emotions go from here to there in a matter of a second, but God remains faithful. Even when you and I are faithless, he still remains faithful. God still loves us even when we're full of anger. He still loves you and I. He still cares for you. He continues to set free the sinner from the bondage of sin. He continues to do this. We see it all around. We see this taking place in lives. He continues to make a way where there was no way. He continues to part those seas in our life. Where you may, where you may think, how is this going to happen and God says, I want you to just obey. I want you to just keep walking. I want you to just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't focus on what is on the obstruction. Don't focus on the obstacle because I can move that. I can remove that. I can stop it. And you're going to walk through on dry ground. You're going to walk through the fire and you won't even smell of smoke. And he continues to tear down the walls of the opposition so that you and I can walk through in victory. He continues to do this for you and I. Why? Because at the word of God, those walls must fall down. Those walls must fall down. God, he's going to show you and I. He's going to continue to show you and I. You're going to continue to experience victories in your life. You're going to continue to see success as you're obedient to God. As you put aside your thinking, as you put aside your wants and your desires, and you start focusing on him, God is going to take you from victory, from, from victory to victory, from glory to glory. Seasons may change, but God doesn't. God wants you to know that this evening. Let's give God praise tonight. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are worthy. Father, we thank you.
You receive the glory, Lord. You receive the honor, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed, every eye closed tonight.